0: You know what song has been in my head oh, all gosh. week? I don't. Wrong, yo, wrong, baby, yo, wrong, girl, you're wrong, baby, girl, yo, wrong, yo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn, I was wrong. <laughs> You were so wrong. You were super duper wrong. I was very wrong. Yeah.
0: So here's the thing. Of course, I was wrong about Taylor Swift and Uh Travis Kelsey being a stunt. And before you turn it off, I understand there is a whole function of the population, a faction of the population that's very tired of this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing already. They watched it all over Sunday Night Football. They're tired of hearing it. Please don't fast forward because I do want to tell you
1: we're sick of it too.
0: <laughs> we are. But we promised, Gary, yeah, that part of what this podcast would be is also sort of revealing how yes. the sausage is made. Correct. And this has been a great lesson, not just for me, a reminder, but for everybody, about how quickly things really get out of control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, 12, 13 days ago, when we originally talked about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on this show, absolutely did not feel like they were dating.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. You were adamant. I was adamant. You were you were like Based stunt on the information city.
0: at the time, I was like, man, they're playing too coy. This just isn't I'm connecting dots. No.
1: He has never met that woman. Yeah, he's never I met that was woman. The
0: quote. 100%. Then Sunday comes and she's at Arrowhead and she's hanging with mom and it just all seemed a little bit too much like a Capital One commercial to me and so again, no. And then I saw the video and I felt super vindicated. And then I felt more vindicated the next day when Travis Kelsey on his own podcast was like, yeah, it was fun. It was ballsy. It was it just all seemed like a stunt. And let me be clear. When I say stunt, I don't mean they purposely tried to fabricate a relationship for views or publicity. I thought it was a stunt like Joelle and Bede tweets at Rihanna And then, oh, she shows up on him and is flirting with him courtside. She actually called his bluff. That's the kind of stunt I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I was super wrong.
1: And at what point did you realize your wrongness?
0: I realized actually pretty early on, again, as we reveal sort of how stories are made. Yes. Because we are privy to people who have information. Sure. And being good friends, I had some of these insiders go, hey, Elle. I know you're having fun with this, but you're wrong. They know each other. They have known each other. Whatever it is that you think is happening is not happening. They met before Sunday.
1: Damn, that's crazy. You got friends like that? I do. You got friends who give you the der- I got friends who think I'm the one who, who has the info. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> but I got friends. Her name's Elle. <laughs> He's got oh, friends. To some- He's got friends and friends. Uh, you're the one that's got all the hot goss. I yeah. come to you for the sure, hot goss. typically.
0: But here's the thing. When we did this show on Monday and I joked that I'm going to die on this hill and I think I said it again on Thursday and I just kept saying, I'm going to die on this hill and it was mostly in jest. Uh I realized very quickly the evidence was pointing to the contrary, that this was not a stunt at all and that they were actually seeing each other. They're kicking. But just, you know, I was like, I'm going to die on this hill. You know, I'm going to do my best skit Bayless impersonation and refuse to hold this L. I'm going to... Because these are the hills you can die on, right? Like, they don't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. You certainly don't want to die on the hill of like election denying, but you can die on this hill. But then I had a turn of heart because I'm starting to realize the company that I'm keeping, the people who are also dying on the hill with me, Uh and I don't want to die with them.
1: Yeah, you're because you're bringing them with you. Well,
0: they've turned it, it and it's they're become, not ready. Well, it's turned into something that is not at all what I said, right? Uh-huh. Like now I'm you know, I've got people now that are like, "Yeah, I'm with L. Taylor Swift sucks as a person."
1: Never Straight said that. Straight up. Yeah, they're reading between the tea leaves. They're, they're like, "I think this is what L is trying to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm with L. These are horrible people and they should go." And I never said and I don't I don't want to be the global face of sure. dissent for Taylor Swift. Because you are
1: quickly gaining that Identity.
0: Oh, it's like in- The New York a, Post oh, was
1: deeming you the, as such. The mirror. Awful announcing.
0: The mirror in, in Great Britain, like the UK literally wrote a story about- Damn, me you made it be- global? I, that's what I'm saying. That's I have be- crazy. I've become the global face of dissent, and I'm like, that's okay, awesome. I can't play this bit anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't claim to die on this hill. You guys, no. There's nothing wrong with being wrong when you are me and you unabashedly say things. Sometimes you're gonna have to step in <laughs> and yep. apologize. But this is also, remember, a reminder, Gary, I don't know these people. <laughs> and I thought, out the I thought, based on everything that I know about Taylor Swift, these are like my two worlds colliding, yes. pop culture and sports. I'm like, I know Travis Kelsey, and I know Taylor Swift, and this is not her. Mm-hmm. I know everybody she's dated. I know all about her love life. I know all about her music. She doesn't do this. She doesn't date someone for five years and not mention it, and then all of a sudden she's hanging out in the suite with her and her fifty celebrity friends. Not change, if this is not something behind scenery. this. But I don't date know a man this with woman. A mustache.
1: Things start to change.
0: Maybe that is Taylor Swift, and I don't know Travis Kelsey, and so to assume that based on their public persona, they could not possibly be dating was just asinine. So, People not a stunt. Please, for those of you that a- agreed with me, thank you. It was really nice to be wrong with a large group of you, but we've got to stop. It's not a stunt. And what I don't want people to do, Gary, and the reason that I'm just coming to this mea culpa and stopping with this whole bit of dying on this hill is because I don't like what is already happening to Taylor Swift, and I want to be involved in this conversation without being the contrarian, okay? Uh So putting that aside, do not, do not blame Taylor Swift for being a distraction, for Travis Kelsey not playing well, for the Chiefs not playing good. No, it is not her fault. I am so tired of us doing this, and we do this to women. It's Jessica Simpson's fault, Tony Romo spit the bit. Remember Kim Kardashian and Miles Austin for a hot second? It's her fault. It's always the woman's fault for distracting. Nobody's asking if Travis Kelsey is distracting her from a world tour from the release of her con. No one's saying that. And I don't like that. I don't like that all of a sudden this has become, this is too much. Let's turn it on, Taylor. He's distracted. Like he can't carry on a personal life and also professional life. Get out of here. He's Travis Kelsey. Stop. She's not to blame. So please stop. Full stop on that narrative. Not okay. Stop.
1: What a turn of events. You went from the global face of dissent (laughs) to now the number one supporter in L. After all of that you know, being targeted as such, mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. I am super happy my name is not on this graphic. <laughs> 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 it was not, quite a show yesterday. It
0: was, it, was, uh, it was quite a show.
1: And all of that being said, we agree that it's it's beginning to get OD. It's jumped the shark. It, not beginning to get it, It's OD. When Isaiah Pacheco broke off a TD run, the first cutaway was to was, her. Was Taylor Swift? To, was to there her. was way too much money in that booth. Way too many famous people. I couldn't tell you half of them. I was like, whoever they're hugging, I bet you it smells good in that booth. Yeah. Um, but that's when I was like, okay, like peek behind the curtain, sausage being made. You know, in those production meetings, that was topic number one, two, and three. Well, yeah, they had a whole special. Hey, yeah, we intro. Have, we have people stationed here. We have people stationed there. We have people on arrival. People on arrival of the arrival. There was so many layers to that broadcast and the behind the scenes goings on of that production that I don't think people understood just to make sure that they hit that quota. I don't know what that quota was. The over but under had hit, to have been fifty. They, they the did. Over. They hit the you know, over.
0: I don't. I don't mind it at all, Gary. Like when I, I think with it. I, when I think about why I started watching football when I was a kid and what I loved about football as a kid. It was for pure reasons, right? Because I wanted something to connect with my parents on Sunday, or else they were going to ignore me, or because I just liked the color orange. (laughs) Whatever it was that drew me to football, it drew me there. And then I stuck around for my whole life. So if there is a new generation of young girls or Taylor Swift fans who really never cared about football and are now watching Sunday night football, who gives a damn why they came, right? Like, who cares why they came? Because maybe in a perfect world, that game, which ended up being a good game, nobody thought that Fantastic. it would be, maybe it it draws a fan in that says, okay, maybe I'll watch a game that Taylor Swift isn't just at. Maybe I'll watch another game. And so I'm okay with this. We can't on one hand say, oh, I'm tired of the audience blaming us, the media for hyping people up like Colorado. And then we turn around and point to the ratings as to why. And then begrudge NBC for doing the same thing. I mean, the ratings are there. Like if you show Taylor, the fans are coming. And so there was great interest in just her being there. I'm not mad at them at all for doing it. I think personally, and I tweeted this, Gary, you should give so that you don't build this Taylor backlash because it's coming. I can see it right now. It's already coming.
1: I've seen some tweets. (laughs) We're, We're firmly in it. We could set our clock to that one. Yes. Yeah.
0: What you should do is have your own Taylor Swift alternate broadcast because I'm not going to lie picture, to you. I, it's we've got a million broadcasts on I'm ESPN. About, like, you can get cast, Monday Night Football. Go. You can get the Manning Cast. You can get it in. You know, you can get NFL Live sitting in a studio talking about it. Cast. There's a million different options. Just do just a camera on the suite. Because if I'm being honest, I don't think they went there enough. I wanted to see Blake Lively. <laughs> I wanted to see Ryan Reynolds. I want to see Hugh Jackman. You know, the, the Queen of the North was in there. No,
1: that's, that's Sophie Turner, that's crazy. We had some people in there that-
0: And they never even got by, shown. That, that,
1: that by themselves, had they gone without yeah. the entourage that they that they went with? Yeah. They they are the in-break people coming back from break, going out to break. They are the ones being shown.
0: Hugh Jackman has a whole Academy Award, instead I think. Of,
1: instead of, yeah, Wolverine was playing second fiddle.
0: We didn't third, even see Third Third fiddle. Th-
1: Wolverine disappeared. Yeah.
0: Actually, okay, we're taking second, second. Let's rank them. Can we rank the Jeez. the booth like in terms of Q rating? Right. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, your Q score is just like your marketability score, how much public awareness there is about you.
1: <laughs> Taylor excluded, obviously, right?
0: We're taking Taylor out of there because oh she's obviously number one. So we had Blake Lively. Uh, if, for those of you that don't globally know, globally famous. Love her. Love Blake Lively. Globally, Q actress. Score. Yep. Ryan Reynolds, of course. Sure. Deadpool, Wrexham, husband, wife, husband, Hugh Jackman, yep. good friends with Ryan Reynolds because they're oh, shooting the next Deadpool. I was like, damn, I that's, wish.
1: That's crazy. That's who tweeting you. Hey, by the way, L, am standing right next to Taylor. and <laughs>
0: I feel like me and Hugh Jackman could really do some show tunes together anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely. That'd be pretty sick.
0: And lastly, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. So I'm going to put Sophie Turner as last on this rankings just from the suite. I'm going to put her as
1: last. Okay. Current events excluded because her and Joe Jonas have uh, been making headlines. I don't,
0: yeah, I know. Okay. For the wrong reasons, though. I don't want okay, her hey, to scores, climb she the she she rankings she scores, just she because she her marriage is
1: falling okay. apart.
0: So I would say in terms of global awareness, you would put Sophie Turner last out of that. And
1: I'm putting Hugh Jackman. Shut. Out. You shut.
0: No, let me. I'm not going to. No. The internet has accused me of yelling and being a crazy lady that screams at 40 and about also, stuff. And also,
1: the internet has taken my side on a lot of our topics. Really, so I'm pretty yeah. confident about well, the I'm your pretty, internet. I'm pre-
0: <laughs> you know, that's the thing about the internet is that it's an echo chamber. So it's all people that believe <laughs> you no, and follow TikTok. you.
1: TikTok will take that thing in and then just spit it to the algorithm. <laughs> It'll just be like, yo, damn your audience. Boom, pow. Wow. All right. So I'm just saying, I'm putting in that particular list... Current events included, because you can't exclude them for the purposes of this, I would put Sophie Turner ahead of Hugh Jackman, as it currently sits.
0: So you're going Hugh Jackman 5, Sophie Turner 4.
1: Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds.
0: Ryan Reynolds, and then Taylor. Yes. I'm mostly with you, except for that there is zero chance that Sophie Turner is more famous than Hugh Jackman. No.
1: Fame or Q-score recognition?
0: Q-score recognition. It's Hugh Jackman. What are you talking
1: about? It's Sophie Turner. Ex-wife of Joe Jonas, also I understand that, the North and also in the news right now for a divorce. I understand that good or bad that. press, press is press.
0: I understand that Hugh Jackman also in the news right now for getting divorced. Oh, is Sophie in a Hugh? Oh, we're not doing wait that.
1: A mi- not doing wait that. a minute, okay, no, we're not doing that. Wait a minute. Hugh Jackman
0: has been. Listen, I would venture to say, your average person, you line up ten people out here. And you hold up two pictures, one of Sophie Turner and one of Hugh Jackman. The odds that they're going to know Hugh Jackman much greater than Sophie Turner. The odds they're going to know Hugh Jackman's name much greater than they're going to know Sophie Turner's. They're going to say, that's the girl from Game of Thrones. And at the very least, they're going to say, that's Wolverine. But they'll probably know Hugh Jackman's name. Mm-hmm. He's been in too many movies, Gary. He's been around too long. He,
1: he, people would say he's the greatest showman. I mean, quite quite literally. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
0: Exactly, you had no such pun for
1: Sophie Turner. Well, this guy ran a circus. W- one woman was the queen of an entire make-believe nation. Okay, so <laughs> Fair. Uh, um And also, what about the guy from? I never watched the show, but Succession. Let's throw him in there. I know he wasn't in the uh,
0: Jeremy Irons. I believe is his. There no, that's go. not Jeremy Irons. That the, was, was Scar that, from the La Lion King. Jeremy something, the, and yeah, he was
1: the heir. Um, so let's, let's Kendall. A, Kendall. Kendall Roy. Yeah, I didn't watch Succession. It it was too slow. Yeah, so I bailed after it's two really episodes. Really good show, but. He wasn't in the suite, but let's just lump him in there because I can. I think we can all agree everybody in that suite was A-list. He's in there. Q score. Where does he fall? Um,
0: I would. I'm gonna put him behind Sophie Turner.
1: You're gonna put him dead, dead last.
0: I'm gonna put him. I mean, relatively speaking, sure. but yes, out sure. of that group, I would put him as because I know a lot of people's names and I. His name is escaping me. It's Jeremy something. Um, and I know Sophie Turner, so oh. I would put him there.
1: I'm gonna put him between Hugh Jackman and Sophie Turner.
0: Gary, you're wrong. You're just wrong, but it's okay. Current, okay, current
1: Current Q score. All right. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm gonna be.
0: (laughs) What would your suite look like if you could have your own Taylor Swift celebrity suite? That'd
1: be sick. That'd be sweet. My first invite is Ed Sheeran.
0: (laughs) I do one day want to really, yeah. I I do want. One day I want to just unravel where this specific obsession started. I just
1: like his music. I I think he he checks off many boxes. Okay. Slow, emo, pop, punk. I'm not saying he can rap or he's I knew you were going to go there. He's got a cadence that's- He can put a flow together. Sure. All right. He's got songs that make you cry for many different reasons. Yeah. Nostalgic reasons, Castle on the Hill, or relational reasons, other reasons. So, uh, Ed Sheeran. He checks a lot of boxes. Okay for me.
0: And you think that he would be I understand you like him as an artist. You think he'd be like a fun sweet mate? Like yeah. you think
1: big watch collector like myself? Big okay. sneaker guy? I feel like there's a lot of things that we could probably relate to, you know, being being a child of immigrant okay. parents. <laughs>
0: Okay. Gary, this is a sweet party. This isn't a date. So it doesn't matter if you relate oh. to him. These are people you want to spend a football game Whoa. with partying it up. So well, Ed Sheeran.
1: Just, oh, I'm just thinking if you can connect on an emotional level, you can probably connect on a party level. And I've seen him do shotguns, uh, shotgun beers with Luke Combs and not do it successfully. And if you know a lot about me. You
0: can't drink at all. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'll send your husband politely to be like, hey, Omar, would you please go get me a, Something with something that's, no. that's kind of sweet.
0: Gary Striessky, <laughs> grown man and in Omar his thirties, gave me
1: the best line. I was late twenties back then. Okay,
0: late twenties. Still, this that does not help your case. Oh, we all go out in Damn. Boston one night, <laughs> and my husband's like ordering drinks at the bar. You know, baby, what do you want? And I he's like Gary. What do you want? Gary says a Malibu and pineapple.
1: My husband was like, this is "So funny." Without missing a beat, say it. I'm not going to order that. <laughs> Omar oh, was going bop, bop. and it was bop, like bop, it was bop. like eh, whiskey, blah, 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 whiskey, whiskey. Let me get a tequila, da da da. And I was like, um, uh, pineapple.
0: <laughs> I'll take a Malibu Without and pineapple. Missing
1: a bee's like I'm not ordering that. I'm not you ordering want?
0: that. You're a grown man. What else? <laughs> Pick a grown it's man, it's man drink, so sir. So funny.
1: So anyway, Ed Sheeran, we would connect. Um,
0: you get three more.
1: I'm gonna tell you right. Okay, there's a lot of people I would want to invite. I I know who would not want to come to my suite
0: who would not want to be at your suite. You extend them an invitation.
1: Ooh, damn, you're gonna hate this one. I would okay. invite Tom Brady. He seems like a cool chill these days. Come on. I don't hate it as much as I used to would he's, have hated it a few seems years like a ago. super chill hang right okay. now. Okay. And then like I just want
0: you guys to know, so far Gary is only naming dudes. So he wants to have a full-blown sausage party. There's no women involved. My girl, he can I- have his dream fantasy suite and he's just picking men. Go ahead. Well,
1: I assume my girlfriend's gonna be there. It's a big suite. It's a big suite. Sure, it, I feel like I don't have to in, extend the invite to her. Okay. Um. So I just assume she'll gotcha. be there. So it's gonna be Tom Brady. It's gonna be Ed Sheeran. And let me think on the last one while you give me a couple of names. Okay. Because um, we can only invite invite three. People. It's a small suite. It's a it's b- well, budget friendly suite. It's a budget friendly okay. suite. Got yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're in Taylor's sweep and she only gave you four tickets.
1: Understood. Yeah.
0: So you have to bring your own. So they're Um, already
1: there. Yeah.
0: Her celebrity friends are there. So you're just adding to it. Beautiful. Which might be awkward with Ed and Taylor since they were apparently a thing back in the day. Pretty cool. But I don't know because I don't know anything. I would invite Jamie Foxx. I have had the fortune of partying with Jamie Foxx before. He is very fun.
1: Seems like a cool ass dude. He's
0: fun. He like inter, he's just like, he's an entertainer.
1: Also a viewer of SportsCenter Snapchat.
0: Nice. Yes. Shout out Jamie. Shout out Jamie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't really put too much thought into <coughs> I'm this. I'm going,
1: and then I'm going comedic relief. I'm either doing Kevin Hart, uh, Theo Vaughn or Shane Gillis. Okay. I know or, one or, of those. Or Nate Bargatze. Actually, Nate Bargatze. Okay. Comedian, cool. He's so funny. All Tennessee
0: men still. Comedian. We were well, because really... I'm assuming my girlfriend's already gotcha. there.
1: Taylor Swift and her friends are there. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So
0: you're providing all the men.
1: Yeah. Perfect. I'm a matchmaker.
0: Um, Dave Chappelle. Then he'd be a riot. <laughs> yeah, I would yes. definitely invite invite Dave Chappelle, and then
1: that would be awesome. Yeah. I want to hang out in your suite. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to g- invite me, please. Jamie Foxx, Dave Chappelle. Awesome. All right, you can have one ticket. That's fine. Awesome. Dope.
0: And maybe Oprah, because we would want someone to pick up the bill.
1: Yeah, true, but I would assume this is like all expenses paid anyway.
0: Maybe. But Oprah could hook you up with the helicopter ride or a flight out. You uh-huh. could hop on the PJ. I'm not saying uh-huh. those other people aren't flying PJs. Yeah. I'm just saying the likelihood of her having a couple of available PJs to you.
1: Sure. Sure. It's Oprah. I'm I'm an everyman. I'm taking the subway. Oh, okay. All right. I'm taking and then I'm parking okay i'm assuming they have good parking spots so
0: you and ed sheeran are just going to be on the subway parking well, hanging I out I in the parking lot the
1: carpool would be a kind of nice situation maybe he can like sample me some new stuff that'd be sick that would be sick
0: <laughs> so that, in your mind in your awesome fantasy tweet. it's just ed sheeran like a little listening party where he's revealing new music to you
1: selfishly and, and this is going to be a peek behind the curtains here uh and at an aforementioned uh watch collector big fan of horology and i I'm a big watch collector. I know people are gonna start tuning out right about now. So yeah. I would love to just ask him about his, you know, like watch collections and stuff. And I'm gonna stop talking about watches because I understand our audience. Yeah.
0: Too long, didn't listen, which is perfect. Damn it. It's Elle. time.
1: <laughs>
0: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
1: Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. It's the internet's favorite segment. Depending on who you ask, fair. Too long. Didn't watch NFL Week Four edition. This is good. I was so grateful for the Falcons-Jags Toy Story broadcast for my kids, but also because watching Desmond Ritter throw multiple interceptions was just super cute when it was to a toy in Andy's room. <laughs> you don't need no quarterback. Get Ritter him. You
1: don't need no quarterback. Gay Raider, him. You know who's downloaded that song the most at ESPN? Jeremy Fowler. Every time he walks <laughs> into the studio, he's singing that and he's dancing to it. Let's he's, go. Be left, be left. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt Jones' career as a member of the Minuteman militia unfortunately will never happen because being able bodied is a requirement. And yesterday he was not able to get it to anybody <laughs> except the other team. Two interceptions pulled in the third quarter, 38 to 3. Biggest loss in Bill Belichick's history.
0: Return of the Mac.
1: No, thanks. Return the Mac. (laughs) You got your receipt?
0: The Bills scored on eight of their first nine possessions, a rout of the Dolphins, who were reminded that, yes, the Broncos' defense is just that bad.
1: (laughs) Uh, To quote, those guys, they were gassed. They really were. It was a long-ass drive. They hurried. They were hustling. Sounds more like a dad pulling over for his kids to use the bathroom than an NFL head coach with a chance to win a game on the road against the Eagles. But that's the reason Ron Rivera said he didn't go for two and the win. Subsequently, the Eagles won in overtime. My dad would never pull over on road trips. Like, my bladder was... Hold it. Yes. I'm like a dog. 15 hours, I can hold that thing.
0: I don't want to test it. The Broncos, with an epic second-half comeback to beat the worst team in the league, the Chicago Bears. Putting them now behind the Bears and the Caleb Williams sweepstake. So even in a win, the Broncos can lose.
1: That game was brutal. <laughs> it was abuse for the eyes. <laughs> Going to a new area and situation that was worse off, adding more value, making everyone more money, bringing more attention to the situation. Some call that gentrification. I call it one of the best trades the 49ers have ever had. Christian McCaffrey. Four touchdowns, 177 yards from scrimmage. San Francisco was 4-0, and all they had to trade was three or four late-round picks to Carolina.
0: Zach Wilson finally stepped up. Apparently, no one wanted
1: to... <laughs> ...up in front of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Even the refs were like, watch this! Watch! <laughs> watch this! <laughs> I'm, about I'm gonna to... <laughs> throw this flag with some authority! <laughs> I'm about to make the highlighted news! <laughs> all right, <clears throat> This is gonna include some editing here. Joe Burrow, before becoming the highest paid player ever. Richie Rich.
0: Yeah, Richie Rich, slicked back hair, yeah. looking good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Joe Burrow, after becoming the highest paid player ever. And finally,
0: DeMar Hamlin returned to actual game action. It doesn't just take guts to do that, it takes therapy and real work to cope with all the trauma, and I'm really proud of him for doing that really important work. So congratulations to DeMar Hamlin. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, we're not always petty on this broadcast. Yeah, see? <laughs> I find the Joe Burrow situation to be really interesting. You it's... joke about what happened, but we kept giving them the benefit of the doubt for a while. Like, oh, they still know how to football, right? Like, what's happening? Um, and it is appearing as though the Bengals are broken.
1: They are fractured, too. Uh, When they made the Super Bowl, they were one of the youngest teams, youngest offenses in the entire National Football League. They still are, and you would think that they would sort of grow and evolve into becoming more of a lethal weapon. Shout out Danny Glover, but they are not. And it's starting to get ugly when you got a guy like Jamar Chase. These dudes won a national championship together. These guys go back to Death Valley together, and he's saying after the game, whether it was directly pointed to Joe Burrow, I'm always open. Yeah, throw me the damn ball. I'm always open.
0: Yeah. Well, the the bad part for Jamar Chase is that while he may always be open, so is the offensive
1: line. Yes. They're always They're like, open. You want to
0: come in? Okay. Have a seat <laughs> at the table, friends. <laughs> yeah. um, and Joe Burrow usually has the escapability to sort of, you know, make water do? down whatever sure. inefficiencies they've got on the O line. We right. saw that last year. That calf
1: he's hurt not with that know? lower body uh, injury
0: he's hurt so they're unable to do you know right. they're unable to they're unable to protect him and he's unable to protect himself yes um and so it's really you're watching sort of the difficult part of trying to figure out if you're Joe Burrow the next couple of weeks i think they've got like the Seahawks and Cardinals mm-hmm. right you'd like to assume that both of those would be at least one of those would be winnable without Joe Burrow then you've got to buy week 7 and then you play like the Bills and yes. somebody else hard right So you have to ask yourself, if you're the Bengals, do you sort of risk starting out the season two and four? Nobody's ever made a Super Bowl starting out the season Mm -hmm. two and four. Or do you try and let them figure it out? This isn't working, Gary. So they really are in a a tough situation um, and could potentially be sort of watching – the season already slip away.
1: Not just him, Joe Burrow saying, "Yo, well, we need T. Higgins. I need T. Higgins. I need every single weapon that I actually have out here." And Herm Edwards, I don't know if he was on your Sports Center, but he was on our Sports Center uh, recently in the morning, and that's effectively what he said: is like I'm sitting Joe Burrow because what's coming after the bye week is more important than what's happening now. Your team, as presently constructed, should be able to handle teams like the Cardinals right yeah you don't want to reaggravate or not have heal a calf injury because it's so important to push off that back foot in delivering those balls that we've seen Joe Burrow so consistently though that he's not actually completing now the Bengals are 1 and 3 fortunately they have a little extra runway right with 17 regular season games but it's it's getting late kind of early right
0: it is and but also let me say this the narrative this is always a good reminder too whenever we undoubtedly dust off the he got paid and look what happened Players get paid for services already rendered. He got that money for what he already did with Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Now he's starting over for his next contract. But he was paid for taking them and probably to to a Super Bowl Bowl. (laughs) when they were never supposed to be (laughs) there, right? beat the
1: freaking Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl.
0: Coming fresh off an ACL. um, He's still a guy that consistently beats Kansas City. So let's not do that, right? Correct. He deserved the money. He should have got the money. We all knew he should got the money. This has nothing to do with that, but it's it's you know very quickly becoming uh, problematic for for yes. Cincinnati. One
1: in three, yikes.
0: Problematic. Speaking of which, you said that there was a huge problem with some people that would never come into your suite, and then you didn't pay that story off.
1: Oh well, not a problem um, with me per se. Oh gosh.
0: Wait, is it story time?
1: It is story, it's story time, okay. which after listening to my last story, I'm like, dude, I'm a terrible storyteller. I go off on like tangents and stuff. Let me get into it. Yeah. 2018 NBA All-Star Game. We are in Charlotte. And I, I'm in the infancy of my ESPN career because mm-hmm. that was, no, 2019 because I started in March of 2018. So we're in Charlotte, NBA All-Star Game. I'm still just doing SportsCenter Snapchat, which I still love. I still watch. Um, and I still host. But I'm trying to aggregate some post Saturday night um, festivity interviews. Sure. It's Jamie Foxx, DJ Khaled. The Migos were there. Odell Beckham. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go hard at Odell Beckham. See if he wants to, you know, do a quick interview with me. Avi. I have the mic flag, which, by the way, walking around um, with an ESPN mic flag is effectively like having Thor's hammer. Yeah. You don't need a credential. If you have an ESPN mic flag anywhere, anytime. Just the water's sp- part. Yes, that, that mm-hmm. is, that is, yeah. That is the beacon. That, that gets you in anywhere. So I, I, I get through the traffic of people because everybody's on. You know how All-Star Saturday night, everybody pours out on the court, and it's just a big, you know, celeb fest, and I'm cutting through traffic, you know, bumping shoulders with people. Meek Mill, I think I shoulder-checked him accidentally. Sorry. And I go up to Odell. I'm like, Odell, what's going on, man? And I had the mic flag. I'm like, dude, my name's Gary Streisky. I host Center Snapchat. I was just wondering. Cut me off mid-sentence. right there. And he goes, nah, man. You talk too much about me. And I was like, oh, damn, he watches. (laughs) Yo. He was like, nah, man. He was chill about it. You know, he had like, like, nah, man, you talk too much about me. Kind of like that. It wasn't like mean or ill will, but I was like, oh, my God. And that was one of the first instances I was like, yo, these dudes watch. Yeah. By the way, Center Snapchat, million and a half, two million viewers a day. And a lot of our current professional athletes are heavy consumers of the program. So I was like, oh my gosh. So on one hand, I felt super embarrassed and like, sure. oh my gosh, do I have beef with Odell Beckham? But on the other hand, I was super vindicated. Like, hell yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. watches the show. So in that same vein... And that's why Odell Beckham probably wouldn't come to my suite okay. if I invited yeah, him. Yeah, you talked to him about <clears throat> In that him. same vein, J. Cole is one of my favorite artists okay. of all time. And he was on the court, North Carolina guy. We were in Charlotte. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Let me see if I can. And he was performing that weekend. It's like, let me see if I can holler at J. Cole. Just talk about you know him hooping. I think he had just signed to play in Africa. Remember when he was playing pro ball? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he actually was like talking to Meek Mill. So I went up to him and I was with Amin Al Hassan, former colleague of ours. And he was like, Yeah, man, go up to him and ask him. He set me up. Elle. he set me up. Cause Jay Cole, I've never been rejected in a cooler way ever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Same way. Yeah. I walk up to J. Cole and I'm like, J. Cole, what's up, man? I didn't go straight for the kill, right? I was like, Jay Cole, what's up, man? But I had the mic flag prominently displayed. Sure. And J. Cole's tall.
0: Yeah, he's a tall. He, guy. He's a hooper. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. tall. So
1: he was like, he kind of like looked down at me, right? And then we dapped up. He's like, oh, what's up, man? Boom, dapped up. And I was like, holy shit, I'm in. Yeah. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Like in the middle of the dap. Oh, I was yeah. like, hey, what's up, man? I was wondering if I could holler at you for sports chat, Snapchat. He's like, oh, man, nah. <laughs> just straight up. Just straight up. Nah, man. And I was like, cool. Cool. Can I holler at you tomorrow? Because it's busy. It was Saturday night. And he was like, yeah, yeah, man, you know, get at me tomorrow. Get at me tomorrow. I went at him the next day, Sunday, the All-Star game, on the court. Of course, he's going to remember me. Dapped him up. I was like, hey, J. Cole, man, hey, I'm back. You remember me from yesterday? Yeah, it's me, like, the Polish guy was from like, yesterday. He yeah, me, the Polish guy. He's like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man, I'm not doing any media. <laughs> so on back-to-back nights, J. Cole rejected me, yeah. but like in the chillest way possible. Yeah. So after, again... Half of me is dejected. Half of me is elated. Like, yo, I dapped up J. Cole, but he like said no to me. I went up to Amin Al-Hassan and he goes, yeah, man, J. Cole's been like a homie of mine for years and he won't come on my podcast. He ain't doing your show. <laughs> i was like damn bro you couldn't have told me that before i went and said what's up to j cole oh he wanted to watch you he wanted to watch me so so shout out to amin that was awesome but i at least got to dap up on back-to-back nights one of my favorite artists so so actually that was cool so j cole might if i extend the invite he might be down but oh definitely showing up
0: yeah (laughs) wow um i like that that amin wanted to just watch you yeah he did i think that j cole thought the first night that he rejected you. No way, this poor kid He's comes like, back for more. Yeah, this
1: dude ain't back. Yeah,
0: and then you came back again, and it was like, oh yeah, no, I'm literally not going to talk to you. Yeah. So please leave me alone. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I like your. It was cool. But
1: listen, L, you know me. I'm gonna go back. Yeah. I got no shame. I'm
0: always gonna go back. I'm gonna
1: go back. I'm gonna <laughs> get. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it eventually.
0: Yeah. Gary's been suckling that fame teat for a long time. Um. Before we and get I out of here.
1: Thirsty. Oh God. <laughs>
0: thirst trapping gary but again that's what's so great about gary and why he has such a healthy relationship he only thirst traps men so it's perfect damn he only invites them to his suite
1: (laughs) i'm right here (laughs) i can hear everything you're yo i can hear i can hear everything she's saying
0: (laughs) she knows that right um by the way before we close um and give some thoughts Uh just want to say to everybody who is joining and listening and subscribing and telling people about the podcast slash YouTube show. We still don't really know what it is. Thank you. We appreciate
1: you. It's been, it's, it's been awesome hearing the feedback, getting mm-hmm. the text, the messages, yeah. the people in the hallways. Yeah. Either agreeing or disagreeing. Totally. It's cool.
0: Yeah. And because of that, because so many of you agree and disagree, uh, we will be reading some mean tweets on Thursday. Oh, I've always and wanted to comments. do this. Yeah, I've always wanted to do this. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like Yo, a character flaw. I love when people talk shit to me. It like gets me going.
1: Be careful what you wish for. I know. I shouldn't have said that. When this better be a teaseable clip. Get those comments in the YouTube section. They're like, we Oh, promise- I got you. We you pr- like
0: this punishment? <laughs> Sit down.
1: We promise we won't look ahead of time.
0: <laughs> All right. We do want to end um, on a little bit of a serious note. Uh, horrible news yesterday. Mm. Sad news uh, that Tim Wakefield, the Red Sox Hall Mm. of Fame pitcher, knuckleballer, former colleague of ours at Nesson passed away at 57 years old. Way too young. (sighs) Way too young uh, with brain cancer. And um, I don't know, I I know you spent more time with Wake than I did. We did have a few interactions um, working at Nesson, which for those of you that don't know, is the regional network, home of the Red Sox in Boston, and that's where me and Gary met. And just when I think about Wake, I just think about someone who was such a nice guy, so committed to helping the underdog because yes. he always felt like one he was one, and loved his city and team so much. He loved the Red Sox. He did. And he would be the guy that like even behind the scenes, when he would talk about players that he loved, he would talk about why he loved them and talent was part of it, but also just because he felt like they represented the Red Sox brand so well. Yeah. And it meant so much to him, the front. Of the jersey so uh just a a really sad time and i don't know gary
1: two decades um effectively as a member of the boston red sox two world series Mm -hmm. and it's a good indication of just what that person means when unfortunately you know there's the outpouring of love and memories and recollection of even quick stories or people who were his teammates for so many years and, and and they share those with the masses, just so people understand like the the loss that we have. yeah right? And that's exactly what happened um yesterday across social media. Um, and I, I got to work with Wake a couple of times, but I'll never forget one of my first days at Nesson, the New England Sports Network, was uh, you know, we used to huddle up before like the pregame shows and uh he he walked up and he was heading to the to the green room, and this was still me, like just getting to Ness and I'm thinking, holy smokes, that's Tim freaking Wakefield. And then not but a couple minutes later, here comes trays, (laughs) trays of Capitol Grill, lobster, (laughs) mac, steak, lamb chops, whatever else Capitol Grill has. And it's just those gigantic aluminum trays. And they just set them down right in front of us. Boom, 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 boom. Like 10 trays of food for all of us who were working on the news program, Nesta Sports Today. And they were just like, oh yeah, no, Wake just ordered you guys dinner. He just got you guys dinner from the Capitol. It was probably like $2,000. Yeah, and for. I don't even know what it was for. It, yeah. it seemed like it was just like a random Friday. Yeah. But he would just do that. Yeah. You know, and then head to the green room as if nothing happened. We yeah. were not even know it was known it was from him. Yeah. Had the delivery person or yeah. whoever it was not told us that. So, I think that's just a, a small glimpse of the kind of guy he was. He was always there to help and support, but from behind the scenes almost, right? Like yeah. he, would just, he would just be there.
0: The man professionally had a Hall of Fame career, yeah. and when people are talking about his legacy, it is secondary, yes. and I think that tells you everything you need to know about Tim Wakefield. It's yeah. much more about who he was off the field than who he was on it, who mm-hmm. was spectacular. Uh, but just a great man who will be missed. And our thoughts are with his family and and everyone that loves him um, so much. And we hope that he rests in honor the great Tim Wakefield. We'll see you guys on Thursday.